by giving our lives that we find life. It's Hugo Chavez. What do we give our lives to though? What makes the most sense is to give our lives to ideas or one idea in particular that's grabbed a hold of you and told you this is the idea. This is your mission. This is your life. This is your purpose. Some people feel as though they haven't had that message. Generally, when I speak to people, this is at the heart of it. This is at the very heart of it. There is something that you want to do. And when I speak to you, I know what it is you want to do. Sometimes I can help you to become aware of what it is that you want to do. Sometimes you're already aware of what it is that you want to do. But often it's not the first thing that comes to mind or the most superficial thing or something that occurred to you recently or that's been implanted. What is the idea that you're here to serve? In my experience, we all have them. In my experience, if we don't, thinking back, when did that idea really become clear to me? It was simmering away in the background during high school. Even as a small child, I remember having the feeling that these people are missing something. I'm different. Something feels very different about me, the way I'm experiencing the world, to the way it seems as though they're experiencing the world. I remember having that feeling, like some of my earliest memories of like, why, why are they feeling this way about these things which aren't so important? There's something that they're missing. Even as a child, I had that feeling quite regularly. Now, that, at that stage, it wasn't clear, okay, build transformation centers, places where human potential can be explored around the world. Build a digital online system that initiates men into greatness that wasn't clear when I was four years old, when I was five years old. But as I went through high school, I felt like I'm in a mediocrity factory here. I'm in a place of walls and square lines and rules that isn't set up for me to thrive. If the rules are set up for me to become great, that's great. Rules can be a good thing. They are to be respected. It's within the blue of the Claire Graves spiral dynamic system. The blue is important. We want to have acceptance of the ability to have discipline, to follow rules. This is the realm of political power and religion. Political power and religion are not bad things, but the direction that they're going in, the means and the ends are things we must consider. And so... Through high school, it was clear there's no way this is it. There's no way this is set up for human potential. What we're learning here, I don't even think this is the best of any of these topics. I don't think these people are being inspired. They're not being paid to be inspiring. They're not inspired themselves. Teachers, they weren't really teachers because the message is not just the words the medium is the message. This is an important thing that I learned. Marshall McLuhan, 
The medium is the message. So if the medium, the teacher is uninspired, it's not a good lesson. It doesn't matter whether they're telling you the correct, you know, best of physics and maths and English. If the medium is not an inspired person, the medium is the message. The medium in school in general are people who are uninspired with the path that they're on. They're around uninspired people. They're part of a system which is modelled somewhere like a military control system or like a jail system. And so I knew that that wasn't the place. When did you know this is not the path? This is not what I'm meant to be doing. This is not where I'm going. There's an idea that you're here to serve. If you haven't found it yet, then you're probably feeling like how I felt in high school. I felt like, hey, this is wrong. I wasn't eating the foods that were good for me and they were making me feel bad. I wasn't watching things that were bringing out the best of me and that made me feel bad watching TV. When I feel amazing, when I feel good, it was when I was reading the inspiring stories of professional athletes. I loved reading the biographies of athletes because athletes and the biographies and autobiographies of athletes are inspiring stories. They're people who've made strong decisions to achieve and they've gone and achieved. Now, achieving in any area is a blessing and a triumph. This is the orange in the graves model. Achiever, create something, build something, win. And I loved those stories. And so it wasn't really until after university that I started to feel like, oh, this is the path. At university, I still felt like, oh, this is better than school at least. But the dominant culture was still mediocrity. It was still drinking. It was escapism, going and watching music bands, going out listening to terrible music, staying up late at night. I wasn't doing God's work at that time. This wasn't a divine life. And I knew it and it felt like something was wrong. But I was definitely doing better than in high school. It wasn't really until I lived in London, I was like, ooh, there's, there's, a, there's a clue here. There's a clue. There's something going on here in London that I need to explore. Because I was meeting people from all around the world and I was realizing, oh, they've had different experiences. They've had different experiences of life and of the world to the experiences that I've had. They speak different languages. They know different history. They know things about politics. Hmm, I wonder how the world really works. I should go and find that out. I should go and learn. So I started reading into the lyrics of the music that I was listening to. And I was listening to a lot of rock and listening to Rage Against the Machine, listening to No Effects. And I wanted to understand what their lyrics were about. And so I read the books that they were talking about. And it was a lot of kind of communist, Marxist. You know, I read Noam Chomsky. I read Howard Zinn. I read Bill Bloom. I read Tales of an Economic Hitman, John Perkins. 
I read a lot of different books that introduced me to a whole version of history that I had no previous awareness of. I wasn't interested in those topics at school. I kind of liked learning about the British history and the monarchy and such when I went to school, high school in England for a year. But I wanted to learn languages. I wanted to learn history and I wanted to feel the people who'd lived through these things that they were talking about. I wanted to go to Latin America and experience something like what Che Guevara had experienced. I started reading all Che's diaries. I read uh, Modus, I read the Bolivian diaries first, which was brutal, the way uh, he lived before he died. Um, but then I also read Motorcycle Diaries and I read about uh, his time in Cuba. And I was inspired by the fact that he'd given his life to a mission of improving humanity. Did he choose an intelligent path? Is that the answer, what he tried to create? I would say not at this stage, but it's very complex. It's a complicated question. When an alternative economic model arises, then you you have a world of opposition against you. If you choose to go against uh, central banking, then if you look at the countries that have been most resistant to central banking and then look at what happened to those countries, you become more aware of how difficult it is to create change on a political level. And so, yeah, Che Guevara also believed in, in ultimate discipline and executed members of his own team, to my understanding, who didn't do what he wanted to do. But we're going down a rabbit hole here. This is when I had started to know there's something better. I'm going to look here for, I'm going to look for a system of living. I'm going to look for a way of life that is better. And that's what I did. I quit hockey. I quit my job in strength and conditioning. I'd been working uh, with the Parramatta Eels. I'd been working with the London Broncos. I'd worked with the Australian Wallabies uh, doing remedial massage. And I worked as a strength coach with the other teams and doing massage, and I decided, okay, I'm going to go see the world. And there was a euphoria, there was the joy that I found from time to time once I arrived in Mexico with my backpack and didn't know where I would go and what I would do. I knew I wanted to explore, I knew I wanted to meet people. Soon enough, I realized that the Gringo Trail, I realized that hostels were not going to hold the answer. I heard the story of the people in the hostels and they were more often than not similar to me in my background. I wasn't going to learn from them what I wanted to learn. So I started hitchhiking and I started couch surfing and I started talking to people who were homeless in the streets and talking to the shop owners. And in that way, I got to understand more about how they were looking at the world and how the the world worked and history. And I realized that those downtrodden people of Latin America who'd been victims in some way of the uh, Monroe Doctrine and the politics that I was reading about, they weren't aware of the big political, a lot of them weren't aware of the big political plays that had been made on their land. They were people like any other that wanted the best for them and their families and with generally good people and generally peaceful people and people who wanted the best for those around them. I was overwhelmed by how well I was received, but I was getting clues from time to time that this is what I was meant to be doing. 
from time to time I had great euphoria. I had a feeling of of bliss and of positivity and I was like, wow, this is good. This is what I'm meant to be doing. And it was when I was exploring new places and when I was meeting people, I was gathering data and I was gathering an image in my head of, wow, like these people have great potential. They have no idea how much of their potential that is left untapped. A lot of them don't want to see that potential, but some of them do. And most of them would if they could be sat down and spoken to about, hey, you you could actually do great things. Your mind is a center of divine operation. The divine operation is always for expansion and fuller expression. This means the production of something entirely new coming out of your past experiences, not including your past experiences, but coming out of the past experiences by an orderly sequence of growth. I didn't know these words at that time, but I felt something like that. Like there's divine in you and it's meant to come out and it could come out if we put you in an environment. The environment is everything. And that's what I realized. I saw these you know, people living in little huts, no food, no shoes, you know, living on just grains and bits and pieces of food that they could find from odd jobs. I thought, well, these people could actually achieve a lot if they were put in that environment. I worked in an orphanage in Guatemala for a few months and I saw children who'd been abandoned, children who'd seen their parents shot in front of them, children who'd been through things that no child should actually have to go through. But I saw within them the spark of the divine, the spark of life. When they felt love, when they felt cared for, when they felt opportunity, they still they were they were they were they had greatness within them. And I would teach some of them strength training, I'd teach them juggling, I'd play soccer with them, I'd break coconuts with them, knock the coconut out of the tree and pull it up. And so through these experiences I knew I had that feeling, okay, this is it. And so I started to read books about permaculture because I had the idea that food grows on trees. I saw massive abundance in Latin America, where in Australia I was told, well, a population of 20 million, it's actually already too many because we don't have enough water. It didn't seem to make sense to me at the time. It doesn't make sense to me now. But I understand why my geography teacher told me that in the context of modern politics. But in Latin America, there was no case for that. In Montenegro, there was no case for a shortage of water. In Bali, there is no case for a shortage of water. What there is a shortage of to be able to feed more people, more protein and better food is organization and the will, the desire and the vision to feed people better. And so going through Latin America, I was like, we're lacking organization here. We're lacking inspiration. And so I started to learn about biodynamics, permaculture, and think if we could just understand food, we could have freedom. We could have places where you're fed and therefore you can spend most of your day improving yourself. You could put your day into education. You could put your day into serving the idea that has chosen you. And this was the idea that chose me. This was the idea. I was like, we just need land. You need land and a few people who have this concept, food grows on trees. If we solve the food thing, then we can work on the ideas and the ideas of the divine. I knew that that was the thing and I felt deep joy and knowing that this is what I was meant to be doing. 
knowing that this was the thing that was bigger than helping professional sports teams win. I knew this was it. It felt great. When it feels great, that is a sign. That I believe we get direct feedback. It's not about suffering in this life to have beautiful things in the next life. It's about doing the things now that make you feel good. I don't feel good if I drink a whole bottle of alcohol and stay up till four o'clock in the morning. Maybe at the time, some of it feels okay. But the next day I get the message, hey, that's not good. That doesn't serve you. You don't feel amazing after those experiences. If you need to do it for a short period of time, alcohol is a hell of a drug, as Jordan Peterson says. But you need to have something that's more important, that's better than alcohol to replace it. And that same goes for any vice, any addiction, anything that you want to leave behind. You need something better, something better that will replace that addiction. And that something better for me was this vision of a place where you could train, eat amazing food, have inspiring conversations and build solutions because there's all a whole world of, of things to solve and there's all this beautiful stuff around the world that mankind has built over time, huge constructions that we don't even fully understand, pyramids and works in stone that were built to last for millennia. Now we're building these things that are meant to last maybe even a lifetime, maybe less. A lot of the things that are built today aren't even meant to be strong 50 years from now. They're built with a short-term mind where someone built things hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of years ago. There were other cultures who built things of great beauty. I spoke about this when I was in London. They built things that were beautiful why they built them and who built them and how it was built. I don't know, but they built beautiful things. We should build beautiful things. Most importantly, ourselves. Most importantly, our bodies and our minds. We should be beautifying them. We should be turning them into something great. But we're distracted. And at that time, that was before smartphones. I wasn't even traveling with a phone at all. I didn't have Facebook and so I would occasionally send an email out to my friends and I barely spoke to my family the whole time that I was away by voice, just a few emails. It really was a different experience. Now we have this hyper connectivity through the internet and it has many advantages. And I actually think it's, it's better, but we should be using it. What if we used it? to build our ideas. There's an idea that you are here to serve. And it came to me in ultimate clarity when I set my life aside for a time, I was able to save up maybe $10,000 for my work as a pool lifeguard, as a massage therapist, as a strength coach, saved about $10,000 and that gave me a year. I bought myself a year. I want you to be able to buy yourself a year, but rather than just go wandering, you could go wandering as well. I mean, it was a great experience in many ways. It's tough. It's lonely. It's not necessarily the direct path to the divine. It's not necessarily a direct path to what I wanted, but it was the best I could find at the time. And so I went and did it. 
but I knew I wanted to create places where people could go to be in a positive environment where more could come out sooner and we could actually build the things. Because what I've learned is that most people do have, they do have something that they want to achieve. They really do. And by going after that thing that they want to achieve, whether that is their divine purpose, whether that is that idea that they're here to serve or not, by moving after something, by living with purpose, it's infinitely better than living without purpose. As soon as I lack purpose, life is unlivable for me. I feel this really, really strongly. As soon as I don't know what I'm doing today, I don't know what I'm here for. I, I can't live from that place. Even when I was backpacking, people thought of it, you know, backpacking is the wrong word because people are thinking of like partying and visiting tourist locations. That's not what I was doing. I was exploring. I was full-time studying. I, I barely you know, went to a nightclub or partied or I barely went to a tourist destination and took photos. I did occasionally because I didn't know what else to do and everyone else was doing it and just fell into it. But the vast majority of the time was I was studying and I was exploring the minds of the people around me to sort of make a path and find some truth. And so if you can find the courage to acknowledge the idea that has chosen you and give your life to it, in my experience, you, you'll find everything that you want. You'll find everything that you want in that. In my experience, you will not be able to hold yourself on that path. You will not find the, the true joy of that path on your own. My experience is that we are communal beings and we feel great when we're around other people who are moving in similar directions, who support us, who believe in us in some way. They may not fully understand what we're trying to do, but they give us space and belief to create. I'm here right now in Bali with Nico in the mountains and I see Nico and his girlfriend and I see a few local people and I go back and forward between two locations and I'm very happy. I'm very happy because I'm around someone else who is on a mission, someone else who's got an idea and there's overlap between our ideas. That's what you need to look for. Look for people who have overlap between what you value and what they value. And the more overlap that you find, the more you will be able to support and help each other. In my experience, it's not player versus player. It's not me versus Nico. We're all here to create. If Nico lives a great life, that doesn't stop me living a great life. In fact, the better Nico lives, the better I can live. The more meat and the better the training facility and the better the villages that he builds, the better places that I have to visit, the better food that I'm more likely to eat or how I'm likely to train and vice versa. If I can do the same, Nico coming to Vanuatu, Nico coming to Montenegro and the same goes for you. It's not me versus you. It's not me taking your money. It's you creating something of value, you becoming the person who you want to be, you investing some of your energy into something that you want to grow 
You invest energy in yourself. You invest energy in things you want to grow. Through that, you will find life. Through that, you will feel joy. You will feel, okay, I'm on the path now. This is the path. When you stray from your path, your uncommon path, you'll likely not feel great. And that's okay. When you feel like, oh, this is, this is really not good, it's the divine telling you you're off the path. It's hotter, colder. When you feel, okay, yeah, I'm really, really cold. I need to move towards the warmth, move towards the light, move towards the sun. We can't live in darkness. We must move towards the light. We need heat. We need energy. We have to give energy to ourselves and the things that we give energy to, they grow. So what is the idea that you're giving energy to? And how can you pull more of your energy back to yourself to give it to what it really needs to be given to? Our energy is being sprayed around all over the place through pornography, through social media, through the requirements of the system. Why does it take 10 hours a day to be able to feed your family when it takes two, three, four hours a day to grow the food that's required to live. Now, I'm happy to work 12, 14, 16 hour days if I'm working towards my purpose, but we're not here to give our lives to things that we don't value. You must find a way to make this divine idea what you live from. That's what I do. I help people to live from the idea that they want to serve. For a lot of guys initially, that was opening gyms. Yeah, I want a gym. I want to be able to have that lifestyle. I want to be in the gym training people. And then after a time, a lot of people realize, okay, like I need more than this. I need to go further than this. The thing of helping people to burn some calories and achieve some new movements before they go to work, they're still kind of stuck in the system. There's something bigger that I need to go after. Almost everyone, almost all the high achieving gym owners now have bigger projects. They might still have gyms or they might have moved on from gyms, but they have bigger projects that they think this is going to have a bigger impact. This is using more of my divine ability. This is using more of who I am. And when you do that, you feel better. And so you move up. Now, building online businesses, okay, a lot of people, that idea resonates. So let's build online businesses because online businesses will allow me to live life more on my own terms and I can reach more people and I can be more specific about the problem that I solve. So working online, you can help people to fix their knees. And if you can help a million people, 10 million people to fix their knees, then you can have whatever you want. You can be free. You can do whatever you want. If you can help 100,000 people, improve their splits or improve their squat or any one thing, if you just get good at that thing that you already like, then you can have life on your own terms. But what I've realized is that it's also not at the core of it, online training. There's something bigger. It needs to be a way of life. For me, it needs to be a way of life, helping someone to just overcome one little facet problem in their life is cool, but how do we go deeper? And there is a deeper message. 
with Ben Patrick and the knees. The medium is the message. The medium is Ben Patrick and Ben Patrick is certainly pursuing things beyond these. He's pursuing things for humanity that go further than the knees. He's talking about an education system. He's talking about manufacturing in the United States, improving the US economy. He pays his workers. He's proud to be paying his workers $25 an hour. It's not just about knees. The medium is the message. What he's doing, how he's living, he's challenging others to live to higher standards and for that reason, a lot of people who are inspired by the athleticism of ATG, what they're probably more actually really inspired by is the fact that they're consistently paying attention to someone who's living an inspired life. And that's what they want. They want the jumping ability and they want the athleticism, but they want that inspired life. And we should want that inspired life, but it's not going to be in copying someone else. Envy is ignorance. Imitation is suicide. That was Ralph Waldo Emerson's quote. You're not going to be your best self being someone else. You can copy for a time and take what you can. Picasso said, good artists copy, great artists steal. Great artists steal means you make it your own. You take it and you put it into what you're actually doing. And that's what we should all be doing. Like find the best ideas throughout all of history. Like I'm telling you with quotes from great minds, find the best and apply the best. Find the best and apply the best. What if you found the best of the thing that you're most interested in and applied it? The thing that I'm creating hasn't been done before this idea at least it's not written about. It doesn't exist in modern history, to my knowledge. I actually found out about a kind of cool project, uh, Outward Bound. There's a project in New Zealand that a man went through that he said, yeah, this was it was really good for me. It's a little bit along the lines of what we're designing now with these one-month immersive experiences in the Uncom villages. But there are all sorts of clues around for how to do the thing that I am doing, building these villages, building a place where you can have an immersive educational experience where you get to train hard, you get to build your business, you get to be around other people who have chosen an idea and they're pursuing that idea with their full heart and spirit. We're not all the same. We're not pursuing the same things. We don't train the same. We don't eat the same. We don't think the same. We don't speak the same languages. But we have that commonality of creating something, creating a solution and living on our own terms, building that solution. And so this is for me, the next level after gyms comes online training. After online training comes villages and moving between villages, living for three months, living for six months, living for 12 months in these village environments, different villages around the world. It's a bigger vision and it's something that needs to be built. And therefore, since I keep thinking about that, since I've been thinking about it since my early 20s, it's been 20 years, this idea keeps coming back to me. And when I didn't think about it, when I didn't have the idea, life wasn't good. Now I know in my heart, now I know in my mind, now I know from the divine 
this is what I'm meant to be doing. And I've known it for a long time, but it's clearer and clearer and clearer. Making these locations where families can live, where the family unit's valued, where there's economic stability and certainty and wealth. That's what we're meant to be experiencing. There is no shortage. There is no lack. There is no pending crisis or catastrophe. There's only a lack of clarity of what idea we're serving and the effort to, to build that idea, to build that, to build that solution. And so that's it. Get in touch with the divine. Acknowledge the idea that you're here to serve. Serve it with everything you have. Get around other people who have things to offer, whether it's money, whether it's energy, whether it's knowledge. Get around people who can help you to achieve what it is you're here to achieve and life gets better. I don't see any alternative. I don't see any better way of living. You'll get the message from the divine. If it feels good, if you're feeling like this is, this is taking me towards where I want to be, then do it. If you know it's doing you harm, if you feel terrible after it, if it's not helping your journey, stop it, move on. Adjust, try a different way. I'm not saying don't do hard things, but when you do hard things after it, you feel good. When you do an extended fast, it is suffering and you do step into suffering, but that suffering gives you pride, it gives you power, it gives you perspective for a new future. So you do hard things, but you do hard things that you know are making you better and that brings you closer to what you value more and the bigger things that you're going after. So stepping into suffering with purpose, but avoiding suffering through ignorance, the suffering that comes from, oh, I just feel terrible because I just watched an hour of Instagram and now my brain feels horrible. I'm seeing way too many children giving their brains to YouTube, to TikTok, to Instagram. So a two-year-old child just fully addicted to the phone, sitting, watching, scrolling. There has to be an alternative. We have to build the alternative. This is what I'm building. I want to know what you're building. Let's combine forces. Let's give energy to each other. Let's create. We're here to build. We're here to create. That's what we're here for. Let's do this. That was a big one. We went deep there. I would like to hear from you. What did you pick up? What resonates with you? What is your idea? What story stuck with you? Send me some thoughts, send me a summary. This is your life. This is the big one. This can be an inflection point. This can be a point where everything changes. I wanna know what stuck. Let's go, uncommon success all the way. You're here to be an uncommon success. There is an uncommon path for you. There's no one template, but there is a path. Walk the path. Start by sending me a message. 